0: been raised on television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars, but we won't. We're slowly learning that fact, and we're very, very pissed off. Hey, it's good to be back. Uh, got my old equipment back, and uh, it's just nice talking to all y'all. So, oh, the okay, so the first thing I've noticed, uh, so uh, when you're unemployed, um, you do a lot of drinking, and I have to say, you know, uh, it's, uh, I'm not proud of the fact that I do a lot of drinking, I'm not a boastful drinker, I'm not, you know, the kind of person who calls you up, I'm, I'm so wasted! I'm so wasted! No, I am not that guy. Uh, but I do enjoy the drinking and occasionally, you know, I'll forget and I'll drink too much. I have found if you're like me and really, you know, I'm unemployed. So what's the worst that's going to happen? Right. I'm not going to get out of bed until nine. You know, I mean, what's, what's the worst? Okay. I could throw up, but, but I have found that. Uh, a little bit of creatine, so that 's the uh, workout supplement that everybody takes it 's naturally occurring in beef and other things uh, A pill or two of creatine uh before or even halfway through the night of drinking uh, will help you prevent a hangover if you think you might be drinking too much now obviously if you 've already drunken too much then there's probably not a whole lot it will do for you but uh yeah, I have found it to be a great uh, preventative cure. You can get it fairly inexpensively at puritan.com, uh creatine. Get it today. There there there's a nice slogan for creatine. Uh, feel free to use it, creatine makers. And it's not just one brand. I mean, you get the most generic creatine you can. Don't believe all the hype that this one's better than that one because they're not. They're just all the same. Oh, and get it in pill form. Don't get it in the kind that you mix in the powder because um, the powder form, for me at least, always upsets my stomach and it always tastes gritty. So get the pill form and go ahead and drink yourself. No, don't do that. Don't drink yourself, silly. Um, so one of the other things uh, I've noticed, uh, I love it when merchandising and licensing goes horribly wrong now, for those of you who don't know about uh, licensing, basically what it is is uh, you are a person who owns a thing, right so let's say uh, I, for instance, I went on a uh, a audition to be the body of a three Stooges cutout. Now, I know that doesn't make any sense. So, what they were doing is they had uh, the merchandising rights for Three Stooges shit and one of the things they wanted to make and I'm not really sure what it was I think it was like a like a a, like a refrigerator magnets and so you would have the Three Stooges heads and then you would have various body types and I guess the joke is because I am a very slight frame they would put me in like a wrestling singlet and I'd be doing like bodybuilder poses but they would cut my head out and then they would take uh, you know you could take your curl Head and put it on there, or you could put a Mo on there. So, the way it works is the Three Stooges estate, or whoever owns the merchandising licensing rights to that, gets contacted by some organization, and it's usually an organization that makes a thing. Right, and they say like we wanna license uh your image, your thing, whatever, to put on our refrigerator magnets. Or, you know, one time um Tom Selleck from Magnum PI uh, he was contacted. Uh, we wanna make a mug. Out of your head. And he brought it on Letterman once because they had shipped him a a demo. And he was drinking out of it. And he took, you know, he said when he got the thing and he took one look at it and he was like, no, no, I'm not letting anybody do this. This is stupid. And, of course, you know, it cost them, like you know probably a couple of grand in order to make this thing and ship it to him and and uh here he's like no nah, i don't think so so usually so other other times what happens is there's a guy who sees another guy doing a thing and uh he says wow i bet you i could merchandise this thing right so um probably there is a guy who contacted the three stooges estate and said, I want to own your merchandising rights. And they went, okay, how much are you going to pay us? And, and usually, you know, I, I, all the contracts are different, of course, usually there's an upfront cost, and then they get a piece of the action. Of course, the more desirable the uh, thing is, the more you can charge for all of this. But anyway, so then, and this is where it usually goes wrong is this guy has paid a ton of money to uh, obtain the wholesale merchandising rights, meaning all of them. Like, he can do anything he wants with this image or this song... Not songs, that's different. That's uh, publishing. But anyway, like, your image. And he can do anything he wants with it. He can make it into mugs or uh, refrigerator magnets or whatever. And they usually do. So then... But, you know, a lot of times, all this stuff goes horribly wrong. And that's when I love it. So, obviously, um, this Russian doll manufacturer had hooked up with somebody whose career it is to acquire uh, merchandising rights. And so, uh, I now am the proud owner of the Cheech and Chong nesting dolls, and the uh, Muppets nesting dolls. And you know those rushing nesting dolls where you open one doll up and then you know, they split in the middle and you open it up and there's, and there's a smaller doll and a smaller doll and a smaller doll. Anyway, the Cheech and Chong one is ridiculous. It's it's not even just Cheech and Chong. It's specifically Up in Smoke Cheech and Chong. Like, that one movie they made in the 80s. Not the whole Cheech and Chong catalog, but honestly, though, I don't know what you would be if it was the whole Cheech and Chong catalog. Because really, the only thing to Cheech and Chong is Cheech and Chong, right? Like, it's not like, oh, look at it, you know, it's not like this big ensemble cast. No, it's just the two dudes. So, uh, so I guess why not? Why not just make it just up in smoke? And but here's the great, you know. First of all, it's ridiculous. Like who could like who wants Russian nesting dolls of anything really? Unless it's like the old school traditional, you know, hand painted with the Russian little girl's face on it. You know, nesting doll. I mean, why else would you want? Anything else? Uh, You know, why would you want nesting dolls ground out in some Chinese sweatshop? Well, if you're a lunatic like me, you do. And uh, and but the big mistake they made with the with the Cheech and Chong is the smallest nesting doll should have been a joint, but it isn't. No, it's the license plate of the uh, of the van that they drove in the movie. Oh, okay maybe that was part of the deal, right? Like, um, they, you know, Howard Stern wanted to use a Jimi Hendrix song in his movie and they said, you cannot use a a Jimi Hendrix song because the estate that owns his music said you can't use any song in connection with taking drugs. And of course, the scene that Howard wanted to use it in was he goes up to his room and takes drugs. And so maybe, uh, maybe the Cheech and Chong people said, you can use it, but we can't have any weed on it. I don't know. I mean, there's got to be some reason why somebody didn't look immediately at that and went, joint! Joint is the smallest one. Joint is the, the heart of everything that Cheech and Chong does. It is the smallest nesting doll. It's Inception. All right. So anyway, what got me thinking all about merchandising and licensing and all this jazz was uh, I was... I, I like to cruise the Deal web shopping sites, so dealnews.com is my favorite. Uh, and then, of course, there's also Woot. And then Woot, if you check in the bottom right-hand corner—oh, by the way, I, I think I've mentioned this before— Go to Woot.com, W-O-O-T.com, and just read their copy. It's usually fantastic. Usually it's this really elaborate story that involves the thing that they are selling it's it's fantastic. Even if you're not interested in buying, just go ahead and read it. Um, but anyway, and then they have a whole subsection of Woot where they just have you know lesser deals, uh, and that's a different website. But anyway, so I was cruising uh, one of these deal websites, and uh, somebody was selling the Montel Williams pressure cooker. Now, here's the thing: somebody probably saw. Uh, the George Foreman grill, and realized how many of those they had sold, and said, we we, we should do this. It's Celebrity-endorsed food cooking items. This is it. This is hot. We're going to make millions, which is usually how these licensing deals start. Some jackass gets it up his butt that he's like, I've got a thing, and we can just slap it on anything, and it'll be millions. And so, What's ironic, though, is and I, honestly, it's to be fair. I don't see a lot of commercials anymore, thanks to you know fast forwarding technology. But when George Foreman did the George Foreman grill, first of all, there really wasn't a you know small portable electric grill out there. You know, I you, you could probably find one, but you know they weren't popular. Uh, pressure cookers have been around for a million years. If you wanted a pressure cooker, you could get it, and you could get it from a reliable name. And pressure cookers are scary, right? Like they start hissing and steaming, and if it's got a little rattler on top, then you think the thing's just gonna rupture and blow apart, and like just you're gonna wind up with a piece of a shard of metal embedded in your forehead and it's going to be like a crime scene and then it's just going to be like the beginning of, uh, you know, every single, um, you know, Six Feet Under or Dead Like Me or uh, CSI Montauk because uh, that's my new franchise for that because, I- I'm uh, you know, we don't have enough CSIs yet or a Law and Order where uh, they just, you know, the first uh, 10 seconds of the thing, like, they just come across a dead body and he's like, oh, pressure cooker. Uh, Anyway, so, yeah, you want a pressure cooker from a trusted name, because they're scary. You don't want Montel Williams, a guy who hasn't even been on TV doing anything except hawking products in the last 10 years. I mean, just recently. And look, Montel's got something, like some illness that's really bad. I think he's got like MS or something like that. And so I think he's got... Uh, some deal with somebody where he's like, hey, I'm Montel Williams, I'm black, I'm bald, I'm beautiful, I got a huge cock, and MS. I'm sure that's the way it goes. And, and it makes sense, right? Because you're like, oh, here's a guy, and he's talking about the thing that he's re- wrestling with, and then he's talking about, you know, hey, I got, a, I got MS too. What? Hey, you, you seem to be fairly in control. You're walking around, you're not sweating, because I think that's a thing that people with MS do. They sweat a lot, Maybe. I don't know. Oh, shit, I'm sweating a lot. Maybe I have MS. Huh. That could be. Anyway, um, so that makes sense. But the Montel Williams pressure cooker uh, might have made sense when he was doing his TV show, and then he'd be like, "Genie, one of these two men sitting next to you is the father of your child. I know we ripped off this bit from Mori Povich, but it's, that's not important. All right, Jeannie, get in the pressure cooker! <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. That's right, it's the Montel Williams pressure cooker! Ooh, ooh, that's right! Ooh, ooh. Um, and then she gets in there, and then like, um, if she can correctly name the baby daddy, then she wins a brand new car or something. I don't know. But then in that context, it would have made sense. But, you know, today's kids who are buying pressure cookers, because that's what every young kid wants is a pressure cooker. Uh, they don't even know who Montel Williams is, you know. And so I, I only imagine the merchandising meeting is uh black celebrity, bald, bald black celebrity. Who do we got? Uh, let's see if Jordan, let's see if Michael Jordan will endorse uh, a pressure cooker, because he'll, he'll do those underwear ads, and he does the Hitler mustache, so clearly he must be insane. Let's see if we can get him. No, Huh. Hmm. Who else we got? Black, bald. Steve Harvey. Nope, not bald enough. In fact, he even has a mustache. Uh, who do we have? Uh, I don't know, um... Montel Williams. He's got nothing to do. We can get him for cheap. And, you know, chances are, too, probably what it was, was they they, they had a warehouse of pressure cookers, and they didn't know what to do with them. They're like, yeah, branding. That's it. It's all about branding. So... And speaking of bad branding, oh, no, I'm going somewhere with this. Just wait. So, uh... I was at the bank the other day, and uh, I saw, you know how they have the little name tags? Not the name tags, but the, the little things on the desk that say the name of the person. And this person was not sitting at their desk, and I, uh, unfortunately, it was, it was behind uh, the little teller stand, and uh, I couldn't get a good picture of it, but uh, the name on the desk? Angel Poon. Now, what I'd like to believe is that there are some jokesters in the office, and it's just like this is a sign that they have, and then that you know, whenever a new girl sh- shows up who's hot, they just take it off the desk and they march it over and place it on the other desk, and then everybody's like, "Oh yeah, that is some sweet angel poon." Uh, and then uh, who has who ordered the angel poon cake? Was that uh? Is that here? Is this eighteen four? No, okay, I'll go next door. Yeah, so uh, Angel Poon, boy, it, that's not just, I mean, Poon, uh, being Poon anyway is got, is kind of a bum deal, I mean, but look, hey, I know you're not gonna just run right out and change it to something else, it's not like you're gonna be like Dick Poon, <laughs> and then of course Dick anything is awful, god, who names their kid Dick, I mean, who who goes by Dick, Dick Poon would be great. So I have reached the, that magic age uh, where you get shoulder hair. Yeah, shoulder hair. Never had it before, really. I mean, maybe in, in slight form, but now I've got it. And it's, 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 uh, it's not thick thick, but the individual hairs are thick. And so now I'm shaving my shoulders. Yeah, there's a thing. Oh, wait, I know. We could get some merchandise and get like the Robin Williams um, shoulder hair shaver, you know, and and you see like they have a lot of those personal grooming ads, um, mostly in Parade Magazine, which I guess is the target demographic for personal hair grooming. But it's so dumb because they're like, it's like the neck massager from the Lillian Vernon catalog where she's like, it's obviously a dildo, right? Like there's no mistaking it's a dildo. But that woman's got her head cocked to like a 45 degree and she's just like, placing this dildo on her neck like it's a neck, neck massager. No. So yeah. uh, And all the the personal grooming assistants are all like, touch up your sideburns, Uh, you know, trim up that goatee. No, no, no. Shoulder hair. Yeah. Uh, Just fucking crazy hair you've got growing out of weird ass places because you're old. The bottoms of your feet, your ankles. You know, the palms of your hands. The middle of your forehead. To trim that hair wherever you got it coming out of. That should be the ad campaign. And it should be, yeah, and and the the commercial should be, are you old? Do you got shit growing out of places that you should not? Well, here, use this. It'll take it right off. Because I tried it with a double-bladed razor, and that was hard. That was not easy. But sitting here thinking, I should have totally, because I got a nose hair trimmer, because I've had nose hair problems for a long time, so I got that. But, of course, now I have to change the heads. Oh, shit, man. Why didn't I think of this? And, in fact, it's really just a weird hair trimmer. That shouldn't be... Just weird hair. You know, uh, obviously we can't do it for nose hair because you got to get up in there, but any, any other place, any sort of flat surface where you got weird hair growing out of your desk, the back of your chair, weird hair remover. Oh, and speaking of Russian nesting dolls... Um, So uh, I remember uh, many, many episodes ago, I was talking about the state of arcade games these days. And I was sort of talking about how uh, they have deal or no deal. And and why that game is successful, I have no idea. And I'm talking about the real TV show, why that is successful. Because it's all the drama, but none of the skill. And like way more money, right? Because you've got you know, deal or no deal where you could win like, I don't know, it's something crazy, like five hundred thousand, a million dollars. And then you got, you know, Ken Jennings, who like, you know, is on Jeopardy for twenty six straight weeks. And I think he probably got, you know, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars, something like that. And that was an enormous run. He says, you know, the the winningest Jeopardy guy in the history of the game. And yet some, you know, um, the shoulder hair guy from uh, the middle of nowhere could go on deal or no deal and bust uh, Ken Jennings, blow that out of the water in one night with absolute I mean, even who wants to be a millionaire requires some knowledge. Sure, they give you four choices, so there's a chance, there's a 25% chance you'll get it, but deal or no deals, zero luck, and I think that's why people like it they like it because there is no skill they could do it you know and this is why uh people like the movie scarface which i talked about in another episode where it's like that guy has no ability right Uh, the the scarface he isn't smart he isn't uh skilled he's dumb he's dumb and yet he has this huge empire why because he's just got balls that's it he's got, as the Cubans say, chutzpah. And I think the dummies in the world relate to that because they're so mad about their own lives, about how dumb they are, and they can't get anywhere because they're so dumb that when they see things where they could succeed, even though they are dumb, they get super excited about it. Anyway, I was talking about the state of arcades, and um, I, I was thinking like, uh some I can't remember how we got on this topic. I was talking with this other guy and uh, we were talking about light gun games or something and um and oh I was saying that there was no skill. That's what it was. I was saying there's no skill in deal or no deal and he was like, "Well, talk about no skill games. Like why don't we just have uh Russian roulette, the game." And I was like, "Oh, that is genius." Right? Like it's a light gun game and then like, you know, part of the controller is you spinning the barrel and then you put it up to your temple and you pull the And then so and but what it is, is it's half light gun game, half photo booth. And so when you when you lose and you pull the trigger, and the and, and the bullet shoots out, you know, you see your face on the screen and then the bullet goes through. And then what it does is it implies, uh, applies some sort of picture morphing ability. And it kind of like, you know, how one eyelid is kind of droopy and then do the blood splatter out the side. And you can like print the photo of your like You're like, Hey, here's what I would look like if I shot myself in the head and everybody be like, Oh, that's so cool. Here's my shot, the head photo. And then you can have all the drama and fun of Russian roulette without any of the consequences. Because it's fun. Okay, so um, uh, one of the other things that happened, uh, we have this friend, and for those of you who listen to this podcast, you all know who this friend is. He does not listen, so I will not bother naming him, but uh, we have this friend, and he is uh, married to a lovely woman from, uh, I think we can safely call it a third world war-torn country. And uh, the friend, not the wife, but the friend uh, loves to stress out about things and, um, and complain about things. As do I. I love complaining about things. But it's, uh, <laughs> it's so great that he is married to her because there's absolutely, like, anything he could complain about, she could crush it with any one of a million stories from her childhood, anything between uh, zero and when she left three years ago, I guess it is. It it just destroys anything he could complain about, and I just find that hilarious. Yet, of course, he still manages to complain about things and whatnot. But I still find it wildly amusing, and you know, and it's what's so great about it too is. She doesn't really complain about anything. I mean, the only thing she complains about is um, she is a, a professional nanny. I know it's a stereotype, uh, but, but she's really good at it. And uh, she has the patience of, um, you know, saints. I don't think saints have good patience. Like, saints just do miracles. They're rotten. They're not really known for their patience, right? It's not like, you know, uh, you can turn water into wine because you wait forever i mean jesus just kind of waves his hand around it the jesus winemaker call call jesus who has the endorsement rights to jesus get him on the phone i've got an idea anyway so uh so new from ronco the jesus winemaker uh totally impatient uh turn uh, water into wine in just minutes oh god that would be the worst tasting wine ever as long as it gets you fucked up, I don't think people would care. But I don't think you can get fucked up in just minutes unless you just take alcohol and pour it in the water with some red food coloring. Oh, not a bad idea. How great would that be too? Like you just sell people like a little, um, you know, like an eight ounce bottle of just wood grain, you know, Everclear and then some red food coloring and then water. And then as long as you dilute the Everclear, you know, you'd still get fucked up. And you could have it in seconds. Just pretend like you're drinking wine. Woo, algies. Yeah, that's right. I went there. Anyway, so saints are not particularly patient. But anyway, she's got the patience of a really patient person. Well, whatever that person is. Well, I don't know, like a nanny. Uh, Someone who deals with small children, that kind of patience. Anyway, so the only thing she ever complains about is when the divorced couple whose kids she watch uh, does dickish things to each other, and she knows that affects the kids, and so that bothers her, and so she says, oh, I can't believe, Ay 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 No. (laughs) Okay, that is not one of the uh, third world countries she is from. So uh, let's just do with that accent. Ay ay ay. Uh, da 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 uh, So, uh, but but what's great about when she talks about the third world country she's from? It's totally blasé. Like she almost says it like it's not totally fucked up. Like, I think she knows it's fucked up, but I think that was just part of her life. So that's just... She just says it. She just says it the way it is. And, uh, you know, uh, there was... um uh, she was talking about how she's trying to get the kids to eat breakfast in the morning. Cause it's important, you know, you're a kid, you should eat breakfast, you know, make a part of your routine. Cause you know, most important meal of the day. Dun, dun, dun. So, uh, so the kids say to her like, well, you don't eat breakfast. And she says to us, you know, I don't eat breakfast. Cause when I grew up, we didn't have enough food to eat breakfast, right? We get, we get food delivered to our doorstep. Every week we do that, you know, box of fruits and vegetables every week. Uh, just, to, you know, help us eat healthier. Uh, but she, this is how much food we have in this country, right? You can get it just on a recurring schedule, just right at your door. Blammo. Uh Yeah. And she's like, we didn't have enough food. So you had to pick two meals. You can have any two meals you wanted. But you couldn't have three because then there wouldn't be enough food for the rest of the people. But she doesn't say it like how – she just says it, right? Like, hey, this is a thing, right? Like, like it's almost like one of those crazy stand-up comics. Like, hey, man, well, you know, am I right? Yeah, who's starving in the audience? Woo, woo, where am my gays at? Yeah, where am my starving people at? Woo, who doesn't eat breakfast? Yeah, that's right, woo, that's right. I don't eat breakfast because I like to eat dinner. Woo! That's right. I eat my dinner. I eat my I eat the shit out of my, my dinner. I eat my rice. I eat those weird roots. Whatever bugs we were able to collect. Woo! Oh, where my dinner eaters at. Whoop whoop. And that's all there is to it. So one of the uh weird things that I noticed the other day, and one of the reasons why I think so it, when you're unemployed, you want to do everything you can while other people are working. So when I was out the other day, um, yeah you know, i I think I've really sort of figured out what is a key component that makes stupid people stupid is that they ha they they don't have the ability to uh sort of understand a scenario and then learn from that and apply it to other things that are practically the exact same scenario so for instance, uh, Miriam, uh, was, uh, took a day off from work because she was feeling sick and, uh, she went to the doctor and got, uh, a prescription that needed to be filled. So, you know, yeah, I, I drove her over to the, to the pharmacy and two people walked up and didn't see, you know, because every every pharmacy that's in, like, a drugstore uh, has a line that you stand behind to keep you away from the other patients and form a cue, and, uh, you know, and then that's when, you know, when that other person walks away, then you walk up, and and it's it's a convention, like, this, it's a standard thing. Two separate people were completely baffled by the idea, and they weren't, you know, all old or all this or all that, I think they're just dumb, right? because it's like, have you never done this before? Have you never been in a drugstore with a line before? I mean, don't you understand how this works and and what i'm what i'm my belief is. They've done this before. They have done this in other drugstores. But the fact that perhaps this is a new drugstore to them, they are baffled. They are confused how it works. But it, yet, it works exactly the same way. And I think, you know, because I'm, I'm, when I see this happen, I just think to myself, have you never been in a drugstore before? And I think the answer is, yeah. Oh, yeah, they have. But it wasn't this drugstore. Okay, so uh, when I talked to you guys last time, I was going to see uh, some people from high school, and I saw the people from high school, and the big takeaway I have from the people of high school is, I am totally messed up. And I don't, you know, uh, it, it has solidified my need for therapy, and I do not say that even a little jokingly. Uh, un- unfortunately, I, I'm gonna have to wait until I have a full time job just because therapy is very expensive. And, um, I, I, you know, I can't really see shelling out, you know, 150 bucks a week to, you know, somebody. Uh, that is not covered by insurance. So I'll, I'll wait on that. But it, I, I do definitely need it. I mean, you know, especially when you compare uh, this latest high school meeting with my uh, high school reunion and everybody seems to have moved on with their lives and I have not, right? So, like, I, I, I have a pretty good memory. I remember a lot of things, but I also sort of, it, it, it's weird, like, the memories seem to freeze me in time. Meaning that uh, I remember somebody was an asshole 20 years ago, literally 20 years ago, so I just assume he's that guy. He didn't change, He's he is that guy. And of course, things change, uh, but... Um, and, and all the mistakes I made, right? Like, uh, I was part of the, you know, I, I graduated college in broadcasting, which was a terrible idea because, you know, broadcasting jobs, unless you go to uh, even if you go to LA, broadcasting jobs are tough to come by because, you know, there's billions of students that get churned out into the world every year who are willing to work for free. And you actually, at some point would like to get paid to do that. And so broadcasting – so anyway, so, you know, and and uh, the fact that uh, all the equipment that I learned on was analog, and then, like, two years later after we came out, you know, it was all digital and all computers, and it, I hadn't been trained on it, so I kind of had to – But and and all of these things and all of these mistakes I made stick with me, and they don't ever go away. And all these other people, like the two people I hung out with – they're all like, yeah, man, you know, I'm in a great place. I'm doing this. I've worked with this great company. Now, mind you, I'm unemployed. I'm not working for any great company. I ain't making any money. But still, it, it wouldn't change much. I mean, I'm I would still be that person, but like, ah! I'm sure that's all everybody hears when I talk. Ah! It's like um it's like I was saying last time uh with Kermit the Frog. Like uh you know at some point Kermit is going to make that noise. Like um ri- I mean when wa- wa- he's on the Muppet show, working on the Muppet show, he will make that noise. And I think that's just what I am all the time. So I'm 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 looking forward to therapy when I do get a job. Uh And, you know, everybody always says the same thing. How's the job hunt going? I don't have a job. I mean, you know, it's like the same thing. It's like when you when you uh, are working on a technology problem. Well, how long is it going to take to fix this? Well, we don't know what the problem is. When we know it, it'll take us two seconds to fix it. But until that, we don't know what the problem is. So it could take forever. You know and and it's weird like these people who don't have technology jobs i think they're just their mindset is different and and uh it's sort of like when you go to the doctor you know it's like well what's wrong with me Uh, i don't know how long is it gonna take to fix it Uh, so from me my future therapist whoever whatever lucky person that might be to the music of bright brown let's do this one more time Still